You're listening to the Resilient Type Podcast with Grace McCorkle. I'm a teacher turned mindset coach for new and aspiring online business owners, and I'm here to help you manage your thoughts and build your resilience so you can overcome your biggest obstacle, yourself. On this podcast, I'll be diving into the mindset issues that are keeping you stuck and sharing actionable advice to help you get out of your own way. It's time to create the life and business of your dreams. Ready? Let's go. Hi guys, welcome to episode 13 of the Resilient Type podcast. Today's topic is fear and particularly how to overcome fear in your business. If you're thinking about starting a business, this could be the thing that's holding you back. If you already have a business, this could be what's stopping you from reaching the next level. Join me and mindset coach Katie Blodgett as we discuss the key signs that fear is controlling your actions, the importance of processing your emotions, when to ignore fear and when to listen, as well as how to start moving past your fears right now. If you're listening on the go, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram and tag me at Empowered Millennial Girl. I'd love to say hi. So it was at the beginning of the pandemic and I was working from home. I had a ton of capacity in my day because I would do my nine to five, but then obviously I didn't have commuting or social life or any of that stuff that we all sort of face together. And I was like, there's some, like I I can do something more now. So after like a couple of months of not doing anything and just like playing video games and trying to adjust to this crazy new um, situation, I, I was like, Hmm, I I'm getting kind of like sick of feeling stagnant. And so that helped motivate me to take some sort of action. I think that's like a big thing with fear is it ends up being that you're more uncomfortable staying the same than taking that action. So then it it helps you take that action, which is interesting. So for me, yeah, I was so sick of just having these ideas that never doing anything with them, having really big goals, but not feeling like I was achieving them. So, um, yeah, I ended up joining a group coaching program and not at the time thinking that I would be a coach at all. Um, but just being like, I think this would be cool to get to know like a group of women that are going through similar things. And, um, my coach was amazing and it was exactly what I needed at the exact right time. And that sort of, um, it helped me like reconnect to myself and, think about things or like questions that I just hadn't let myself think about for a while. So like dreaming really big about, (laughs) Mm. um, you know, like, what do you want out of life? And like, is this the like career trajectory you want? Like everything. And, um, and then from that place, cause I, I, this wasn't fear in any way. Like this was, this was all like after that almost. Mm -hmm. And I got really connected to myself And then from that place, it was more like I felt confident. And then I ended up seeking out a certification program for coaching. Um, It was like, it all happened really quickly, actually, within like a few weeks that, so I had joined this program, things, I I got so much out of it so quickly. Mm -hmm. And then it just clicked. And I was like, what are you doing? You can run a a coaching program. Like you can become a coach. Mm -hmm. And, um, but then the fears don't Stop. So I'm going to, I'm going to pause and ask you the same <laughs> at the beginning before we sort of continue on to that, because there's so many fears before you come into it compared mm. to when you're actually up and running or building your business. But yeah. So what was it for you that at the like very, very beginning? Well, for me, uh, whenever I started 
my well as it started off as a blog so whenever I first started that it Mm. was I guess it was kind of similar um I was unemployed at the time I was kind of in the middle of a career change and at the time I was thinking of going back to uni and studying journalism so oh I didn't know that (laughs) yeah Yeah. so my um, nine to five is in tv so it's kind of related I don't not journalism but yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um so I I started this blog because um I kind of wanted to see if I enjoyed writing enough to become a journalist Mm -hmm. and also um a few months before sort of at the end of 2017 I came across this book called The Life Plan and that kind of introduced me to personal development and Mm -hmm. it pretty Mm -hmm. much just like blew my mind it was like kind of similar to you like the the perfect thing like at the right time. Mm -hmm. I had one of those books too those books (laughs) like mine was The Slight Edge and they're yeah when it hits you and you're like yes I'm like it really helps. (laughs) Yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. so I also wanted kind of a platform to like share what I was learning as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And just kind of like share my journey, like going through this kind of career change. And um, I was kind of going through a bit of a core life crisis as well. So I wanted Mm -hmm. to kind of like share about that too. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of fears, I think the, the biggest one was, I suppose, people from real life finding out about my blog. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. And that was, that's kind of continued actually throughout the development of my business. I'd like to, to go back to what you said though, like follow Mm -hmm. on from, from your journey, because I would like to answer the next part as well, but I want to hear what you say first. So what were the fears that you had yeah. Like actually when you started your business? Um, definitely um, of what other people would think. So I think that was the biggest one was if I put myself out there as a coach, because um, I also had hangups myself with coaching, I think. It's an unregulated industry. I came from like, I got a master's and an undergrad. So I felt like I had had education And then this thing, (laughs) this like new um, interest of mine, it didn't feel like there was a clear cut path in terms of like you get your qualification in this and you can obviously have a psych degree. You can, you can go on to get multiple like degrees in that. But I was also 30 at the time that I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm, I don't know that that's going to align with my other life goals in terms of making money and like having to go back into the student. I had paid off Mm. my student's debt. So I was in a place of not wanting to go back to being in that situation, I guess. Um, And, but I had, I had accumulated a lot of information over the last five years. Like, yeah, my book that started all of it was The Slight Edge, but, and that was about 2015, I think. And so I, that was always the thing that I did in my spare time um, besides watching TV because I actually have to watch TV for my job, (laughs) which sounds funny. But um, so those two things, it was like personal development and television. And as um, this is a really long winded answer. Sorry. That's fine. It's interesting. Okay. Um, okay, So then skip forward to, I'm even losing my train of thought. Oh yeah. Of putting myself out there as this, as this new identity I guess Mm. and 
the program that I was in did cover a lot of mindset stuff, like the group, uh, the certification program. So that helped. But um, I think the other part of it was watching people, like the way that I overcame it was watching other people that were doing it that were very similar to me. Mm-hmm. So I think that's applicable to so many different fears is the second that you can see it's possible for someone else that helps. Like, I think the first thing in overcoming a fear is being, or, or creating a new belief or doing something outside of your comfort zone is believing in the possibility Mm. that you can do this thing. Right. Um, and so I, I saw all these people and I was like, if I don't put myself out there and especially, so the way that my certification program worked was really unique where you started the business almost first and then you got the qualification so that while you were getting the qualification, uh, you yes. could grow an audience, mm-hmm. which is so smart in terms of you'll have a following. Whereas I've seen other people, you know, do the like six month year certification and then come out having to start from scratch mm-hmm. in terms of building their business. Um, so, you know, you set up things like your, your socials and then your website and all of that pretty quickly, um, which is why, yeah, one of the reasons why I chose that program. But I think, um, I think I got to see other people doing it. And then I realized that it was going to, A, the only thing that was holding me back was myself mm-hmm. <laughs> and my mindset. Yeah. <laughs> and um, if I didn't do it, then... I wouldn't be able to see the success that I would want to eventually have. Um, and now working with clients who are at that beginning stage where they're so scared to tell the people in their lives or, and honestly, even though I had the fears and stuff, I worked my way through it within a couple of weeks. I like, I remember walking around and telling my husband, like, this is terrifying. This is awful. I hate this. <laughs> like, this is so, I don't want to tell anyone. I don't. And I, I've, mm. I let myself feel it and experience it, not shut it down and mm. avoid it or resist it. I just let it like the, the experience of being scared happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then from there, I ended up um, just taking the baby steps, like mm-hmm. told like a close friend that I knew would be okay and, and supportive. Mm. And then once you, once you like, I, maybe I have great people in my life or something, but nobody gave me, um, like there were people that I was worried, like very specific people in my personal life that I was worried of what they would say or think. And those people honestly just didn't actually say or think any, like they just didn't react and that was fine. Mm -hmm. So that was my own, I was very aware that I had to choose what to think about Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. So I could, I could paralyze myself by spinning out thinking, oh, she's thinking horrible things about me or he's saying that like, and I was like, why would I focus on that when I have so much other stuff that I'm so excited to focus on? Yeah. And so I like really coached myself through that. Um, But I would love to hear, I would love to hear what about you? Like what, how did you, yeah. What was your biggest fear, I guess, when you were first? So I think when, like when I actually started, um, Mm -hmm. it kind of, compounded that initial fear of telling people in real life same as you (laughs) and I suppose fear of judgment and even just like fear of you know people leaving like nasty comments you know the internet trolls (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) like really upsetting me Mm -hmm. um did that ever happen 
Well, yeah, the funny thing is, um, actually, I, I've never so far, touch wood, had like any negative comments on on anything that I've done. So <laughs> and that's so good, right? That's such yeah. a good example. Same. That's and, a good. But good that one. was one that I didn't even like, like good thing I didn't think of that at the beginning because that would have been, but it's interesting how you build something up so mm. much. As you kind of said before, like, the the best way to kind of move past those fears is to just take the baby steps like when it comes to like telling people in your real life about your business like maybe only like start off by telling like a few people that you trust um and it's it's really like just about practice I think like taking small consistent steps out of your comfort zone just like practicing you know feeling the fear and just like I always say this, but like feel a fear and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to feel scared, but like don't let that kind of paralyze you. Like still actually like, you know, take those take those risks, even if it's just like a small step, like with practice, you'll get better and more confident and you can then take, you know, bigger risks and try things that scare you more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds me of, um, I don't know if you've read Big Magic before. But no, but I have heard of it. <laughs> oh, you should read it. It's mm-hmm. it, like, it's more about creativity, but um, it talks about fear. And there's just like a metaphor there of you can have fear. I, I don't know if it's fear she uses exactly. It might be, but this is what it <laughs> makes me think of anyways, is you can have fear in the car with you. So fear and your doubts and all of that, they can be one of the passengers in the car. They just absolutely cannot be in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. So I love that. And when I'm working through fears, especially with beginning, like people that are starting out, um, I sort of go, okay, like you can have this dialogue with yourself. This is something I used to do. Like the first time that I got, um, I did a video, the first time I practiced coach someone like all of those first that are so Mm. terrifying Mm. I I would sit down and sort of go okay it's okay you're you're nervous you're like you're worried right now and that's like I would acknowledge it with like sort of like compassion and a bit of self-love and then sort of go I can see um I can see you fear (laughs) like you acknowledge that it's there and then you sort of go unfortunately, I like, I know what you're trying to do, which is to protect me, to keep me safe. Mm -hmm. And that's all it is. So it's not that I'm in danger or something's going to go horribly wrong. It's just a protection mechanism that's built in all of us. um, That helps us in many good ways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like we want fear to kick in in certain situations in life. And then sort of take that, like, yeah, like um, sort of go, okay, and now I'm going to still go ahead with exactly what you're saying. It's just like Mm -hmm. the walking through of like how that actually looks in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I felt like the more I did that and I was really gentle with myself instead of being like, come on, like it's not a big deal or like whatever (laughs) else you say to yourself, I don't know. Like, Like just get over it that doesn't work. That just like compounds the anguish in some Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you could sort of go, it's okay. And everyone experiences it. Like to think of like Oprah being nervous before her like first interviews or something and being like, but she did it. That's that's the difference between the people that, you know, go on to accomplish these really big things. It's not that they never dealt with fear. 
It's that they know how to deal with it. Yeah, Uh, exactly. Hey, looking for some more free resources? I've created more than 20 checklists, workbooks, journal prompts, and more to help you take action. Whether you're struggling to make a decision, set boundaries, or simply want to get more organized, there's something in my resource library for you. Sign up at empoweredmillennialgirl.com. I know you're going to love it. All right, let's get back to the show. That's great. And I love that you give the listeners um, a little book recommendation as well. So thanks Mm -hmm. for sharing that. And actually, um, what you said is kind of a good segue onto our next talking point. Mm -hmm. So like, I know sometimes fear can be quite obvious, but like, as we kind of notice it more, um, like, as you kind of said before, like your brain is quite sneaky. So when you start to actually (laughs) notice these things, it will, you'll sort, you're like the fear will come up and start to self-sabotage you in more subtle ways. So totally. what are some signs that you have come across or had or seen that mm. fear is controlling your actions? I think you can, okay, so first I think it starts with self-awareness. So you have to know what's going on in your body, which a lot of people are very disconnected from. Mm, Um, And so like recognizing um, how it feels to be anxious or nervous or scared of something. And like, you can recall like anything, right? Like what's your worst fear, like spiders or (laughs) snakes? Like, what is it? Like picture yourself in a room of that. Like what happens in your body? Like you get tense and it's really uncomfortable. So um, when you are trying to make a decision, let's say, so this is sort of where like an intuition piece comes into it as well, Mm -hmm. which I think is really based on, so I think intuition is simply your inner knowing. So knowing like your inner wisdom and you get that gut reaction to something and, um, in a way that, so it's, yeah, so it starts with self-awareness and then you sort of go, say it's like a decision that you have to make and you're scared of, um, pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone versus um, setting yourself up for complete like embarrassment or something like that. Like I say, it was like a totally, (laughs) like those are two very different situations. Mm. Like, you know, that you're going to have to, in order to grow in personal growth, this is like, I think people always think it's like, oh yeah, it's nice journal prompts and it's nice, like, but it's, it's uncomfortable work if you're doing it right. Like it feels awful. Like when you're really pushing yourself forward Yeah, and yeah, so I don't even know if I'm answering your question at all. But no, I think I think you are actually. Yeah, I think you are. Like, I think that self awareness piece, like processing your emotions, is yes. is really important. I'm really glad you mm-hmm. brought that up because I don't think many people do know about that. And that's mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that something like that you have had to do a lot of work on? Totally. And I learned it mostly through like therapy. So totally separate than coaching. And yeah, like I will never claim that coaching is therapy at all, Mm -hmm. but there's similarities in terms of what it can do for you, I guess. And I remember learning this idea of um, like coming into your body, like coming back. So, cause I am, and a lot of people in modern society are very masculine energy. So Mm -hmm. that just means they're in this like do sort of energy where they're thinking a lot and they're like, 
yeah, it's very in your head. Mm -hmm. So when you can come back to what's actually happening, and that was something that I was like, wow, that's really crazy that I've gone my whole life without ever even thinking about that or being told or learning about our emotions are simply like, or our feelings are like vibrations in our body and they exist in different parts. And for you, fear might be very different than how it comes for me. So, or sadness or yeah, all the emotions. Mm. So yeah, so some of the work that I do and like trying to learn more about too, to be able to help clients with is understanding like your emotions a little bit more and none of them are good or bad, which is also really hard to think of like that because you Mm -hmm. always think fear, um, pain, sadness, like all of those things are very bad, but they're just part of the human experience. Nobody gets away with avoiding them Mm -hmm. (laughs) entirely. Mm -hmm. And so if you can if you can like accept that to a certain extent and then figure out how to work with it, I think it's a really, um, it's a very different way of living your life compared to constantly resisting any negative thing that comes up always. (laughs) Mm. Um, Yeah. yeah. Actually, if I can just sort of cut in quickly. Yeah, go for it. For those who, you know, have never like heard of processing emotions or anything like that, why do you think it's important to do that? Like what, like what relevance does that have on, you know, what they're working on or their outcomes? If you're only thinking about what to get done and you're not processing how you feel throughout it, you are not going to be living like a full human experience. And you're only going to be like emotions are a beautiful thing. Like they're amazing that we have them out of like any other species. Like it's a, it's a part of our makeup. It's for a very good reason. It keeps us safe in some ways. So like if you're walking down an alley in the middle of the night, you want to feel fear. (laughs) You you don't want to be like, yeah, I'm great. This is, you know, and when you're like, sadly, but when you're at like a funeral, you don't probably want to feel silly or like Mm. joyous. Um, maybe to a certain extent to celebrate that person's life, but you probably want to feel that sadness and need to, to be able to process life around you. So it's a mechanism of being able to look at your outside world and, and add that human experience, I guess. I don't know. What do you, what's your like? Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I think it's really important to be able to process your emotions, like, not only to obviously feel more connected to your body rather than living from your mind, but also like that last part that you said about, it's also to do with, you know, how you connect to people. Like if Mm. you can experience your own emotions, if you don't let yourself experience your own emotions, like how can you connect to another person? And also when you are more open to processing your emotions and feeling your emotions, you actually can achieve more as well, like in your business. Like, Ooh, how do you think that is? Or like even for, from a personal experience, like have you come across people that ha- have had that or you know what I mean? Definitely. I can kind of say from personal experience, like processing mm-hmm. emotions is something that I have worked on with my coach I didn't realize this, but I had actually been 
sort of stifling a lot of emotions for like years and years and years so like actually not like letting myself feel certain emotions had actually been holding me back because I was always kind of actually kind of more working from this place of fear and like hustle and like negative reinforcement so when Mm. I actually was able to like feel fear and feel those feel those negative emotions then I actually was able to kind of let go of them and kind of like approach my business and approach like the things that I put out in like a more calm and kind of accepting way and also like able I was able to express more gratitude as well rather than like coming from this negative place um but what do you think are some of the more obvious signs of fear kind of coming out for me I've seen it come through in perfectionism okay Um, yeah 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 also in inconsistency when it comes to like you know sharing content and um Mm -hmm. also I would say a big one for for new entrepreneurs would be sort of the fear of selling as well so like Mm -hmm. not actually telling people about your services not reaching out to anyone who you think could benefit from working with you just yeah that fear of selling I think is a really big one and it's one that has come up when I've worked with clients as well what what do you think I think all the good stuff comes up like, which is why we focus so much on mindset work with clients is Mm -hmm. because all of that comes to the surface big time when you are (laughs) starting out. Um, and it's so normal. Like, that's the one thing that I like at the beginning of any conversation about this stuff is like, whatever you're experiencing, if you, yeah, if you're not consistent in your business, if you are super scared of telling people what it is that you you're selling, um, everyone has been there at some point and to some extent. And so trying to normalize it. So it's not like, and there's nothing wrong with you is like the one other thing to hear and your business and the way you show up has nothing to do with your self-worth either. And I think that's very easily blurred when you, (laughs) when you have your own business, because you think that if, you know, your launch fails or you can't, um, you don't get a client like say, and, or a client leaves like a Mm. client ends because sure getting the clients one thing, but then they don't always stay till the very end of their contract. And that's also super normal, Mm. (laughs) but trying to, trying to just know that that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It just means like with entrepreneurship, especially the way that we've been taught in terms of priming us for corporate culture, but like mistakes are bad in corporate culture and in school. But Mm -hmm. then as as soon as you go to entrepreneurship, you need to be failing on a regular basis to be able to learn from what doesn't work. So, and that is super fear inducing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that you have to get a handle on how to manage it because Mm -hmm. Otherwise you will stay in a place where you're, you're stuck or you're just not taking those necessary actions required to get a client or sell a course and grow your business. Um, yeah, it's tricky. Okay. So, um, thinking about this, like to be able to maybe apply it a little bit more. So when should you ignore fear and when do you take heed of it? 
It's a great question. Um, I think ignore it when the benefit to your audience is greater than your discomfort. So if you are mm. feeling fear because, you know, you think your ego is going to take a hit, but, you know, actually your audience could really benefit from it. Like maybe you're, you know, sharing something vulnerable um, that might, you know, help somebody else get through something similar or something like that, then I think that's when you should ignore the fear. I think though you should listen to the fear if it feel mm-hmm. if if whatever it is feels out of alignment or if it feels like inauthentic or you know if the risk is greater than the reward. Totally resonate with that from the beginning of like when I was first putting myself out there too. It's like if I stay in this yeah scared place then like, so somebody would say to me, um, like the, there was a coach, I remember sort of saying, like, you have to think about, like, if you don't sell, think about the person that's not going to benefit from the thing that you're offering. Yes. And if yeah. you don't put yourself out there, and that's, that was, that was nice to hear. It was like, you're right. Like, stop making it so much about me. Cause none of this is supposed to be about me anyways. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> it's, it's for the service of others. Um, mm. so it's very interesting. Yeah. You and we're still human. It's still going to come up and we still have to navigate it. But it's, it's, it's nice when you have that as like your, you know, the heart of your business. Um, Mm. definitely. Mm. Do you have, do you have any other tips that you'd like to add to that? Like when should you ignore it and, and when to take heed of it? Like, is there anything that comes up for you personally? One thing that comes up is when you take, so you don't take action out of fear, first of all, unless it's like, a non-action usually. So you have to, in order for you to have that, that forward momentum where you're taking good action, that's like for your business going to do good things for it. You're, you're something switches in your mind. So you don't go from, I'm terrified, I'm terrified to, I'm going to do it. Like, um, like, like doing the action, you have to have that moment or that thought of, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Or so, so all of us have examples of that in our life. Like, so somebody might be like, well, I don't know how to overcome fears because I don't usually, like, I usually keep it, like I play it safe or whatever, but it's not, it's not true. (laughs) So it's trying to figure out, do you drive? The first time you got in your car, that would have been scary. (laughs) Do you like, do you know what I mean? Like, do you cook? Like, it's scary to think like, oh, okay, no, that's not a good one. But I was going to say like leaving the hob on or something, (laughs) but there are things in your day-to-day life that you can draw from to be able to use that and apply it like just the mechanism of of the the thoughts that you have um when you go through it and you actually take that action and and get past your fear so I think it's really dialing into your personal experience and trying to um use that use what works already and just apply it in a different way I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So if the audience could only take away one thing from today's call, oh, what, great. What, <laughs> what one step do you think our audience can take to start moving past their fears? Okay. So I think it would just be what I just said is like, 
the, <laughs> everything's coming up now. I'm like, process your emotions, self-awareness, <laughs> like connect to your body. But no, I think it would be that last bit is draw from your previous experience. Like take something that you have overcome recently and analyze it. What were you thinking during that time and what helped you switch? So um, there was one, one client that struggled with putting herself out there on Facebooks very specifically and telling people it was just on her own personal one. And the thought for her was, um, if I don't do it now, I'll never like achieve what I want to achieve. And, mm-hmm. and if I don't do it now, yeah. And that was the, the anchor thought that helped her past it. I think I had it in like an email. So you might've read that story, but um, yeah. And that switch, just hanging on to the thing that had gotten her through before, the reason became bigger than the fear. And like the reason why she should do it became bigger than the fear. And that really helped. So I would, yeah, just go back to something in your personal life. So what about you? What would be your takeaway from that? I love that. That's great. (laughs) Um, I think, yeah, like, yeah, what I mentioned kind of before as well about practice doing something new in a safe environment. I think that's going to be a really practical way to sort of start getting out of your head and like building your skills and building your confidence, especially in your new business when, you know, you do have to wear all the hats and, you know, you are kind of learning things on the job, so to speak. Um, so yeah, practice doing something new in a safe environment. If it is showing up on stories, just create like one slide on stories and share it with the um, private, what is it? Private group. Yeah, your friends, your friends only. Share it with a friend group or something. There's a feature on there that you can share it with your friend group. Yeah. And rather than your public um, profile. So yeah, that would be my practical tip. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. I love that. I didn't know. I've never thought of that either. So yeah, that's a cool, um, it's a cool one. <laughs> Your close friends. I think it's called close yeah, friends. Yeah, close friends. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot what it's called. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, Katie, if um, people would like to learn more about you um, or if there is, you know, any specific resources that you have that you'd like to share that could help our audience. Um, yeah. Is there anything you'd like to share? Yeah, I think so. I hang out most of the time on Instagram. That's the way to connect with me most easily. I am on Facebook, but I don't, um, I'm not super active on there. It's more like through Facebook groups and stuff. But um, yeah, so it's just Katie Blodgett Coaching. And then I have a website, which is katieblodgettcoaching.com. So there's a freebie on there. It's not uh, fear related necessarily. It's it's about habits, but um, it all plays into each other, I think, to a certain extent too. But yeah, what about you? What's your... Yeah, so my um, handle on Instagram is at Empowered Millennial Girl. Um, That's where I spend most of my time as well. Um, And the resource that I would recommend that I've got in my resource library that's kind of more specific to this topic is the quit or continue checklist. So this kind of goes back to like, you know, when to listen to fear and when to you know, not. (laughs) So that's just like a little checklist that kind of, you know, gets you thinking about 
the situation from all angles um, and also taps into like what you're thinking about it and also looking at what the potential outcomes will be. I'm not going to lie, Katie and I chatted for a long time. She's got lots of great insights and I'm so glad we spoke about processing emotions as well. I actually mentioned wanting to talk about processing emotions back in episode 9 and as you would have heard in today's conversation, it's been a big part of my personal growth in the last 12 months. Fear is a normal response to any potential threat we face. Fear itself isn't a problem, it's how we react to it. So instead of fighting it or running away from it, if we want to move forward, we have to acknowledge it, allow it to be there, let ourselves experience it, and then do the scary thing anyway. I hope today's conversation helped you see the impact fears had in your life and that this discussion inspired you to take action. Enjoying the podcast? You have to check out my one-to-one coaching program for new online business owners. It's a combo of business and mindset coaching where we use brain-based strategies to create lasting transformation so you can achieve your biggest goals. You can find out more at empoweredmillennialgirl.com slash coaching. See you there.